Well, good morning, my friends. It is Wednesday, October 20th. We are on podcast number 399. Tomorrow will be 400. Excited about um, that. Uh, never thought we'd get to this point. I didn't even know really much about podcasts. And I thank Don Lee and, and my bride for that, for all the help. Let's look at our our um, scriptures that were memorized, which I forgot to tell you about yesterday. I forgot to bring it up, and I apologize. Colossians chapter 1 and verse 19 says, For in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell. And then we turn over to Colossians chapter 2 verse 9. It says, For in him the whole fullness of deity dwells bodily. And we know we're talking about Jesus Christ, who uh, John 1 1 said, um, Is the beginning was the word, and, and the word was with God, and the word was God. And then in verse 14 says, And the word of God became flesh. So we're talking about Jesus. Now, we need to go to Colossians chapter 4. We're moving <laughs> toward the end uh, slowly, but there's so much in this last little bit that I thought we'd take our time and go through it. Um, remember, we talked about um, in in verses 2 and 3, we talked about prayer, and then we talked about Paul saying, uh, pray for us that we would uh, have a place to deliver the word, that we could make it clear. Uh, uh, verse 5 yesterday, he says, walk in wisdom toward outsiders, making the best use of our time. Um, because our walk uh, is incredibly important. And in verse 6, it says, Let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how you ought to answer each person. We have a responsibility to make sure that we are representing um, the gospel well. And the only way we can do that is to know the gospel. I mean, it sounds so simple, but but we're very unprepared. Um uh, maybe not you, but much of the Christian world is very unprepared to to present the gospel message, and that's sad. You know, we we hear people all the time say, "Well, be because my pastor or said so." Or I've had people call me and say, "Hey, can you lead my friend to the Lord?" And then I will give them some scriptures and I will pray with them so that they can lead their friend to the Lord. Because it's it's not about the pulpit; it's about each one of us being ready to give an answer. The Bible says in First Peter chapter 3, verse 15, ready to give an answer to every man of the reason of the hope that is in us with meekness and fear. Let me read what Wiersbe says here. I think it's important. It's not enough simply to walk wisely and carefully before unbelievers. We must also talk with them and share the gospel with them. But we must take care that our speech is controlled by grace. Look at verse 6 again. Let your speech always be gracious. We need to be careful. We can't just uh, pound people. People really truly are looking for answers. They're looking for a reason to believe. They want to believe. And I just um, got a brand new book. It's called Core 52. And one of the statistics in it, which was, which was amazing to me, was that 62% of the people who are asking biblical, uh, biblical questions of people on like shows and, and different things, um, from this survey are people outside of the church. They're people outside of the church. Look at Colossians chapter uh, 3 and verse 16. It says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing songs and hymns, spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. It says, let it dwell in you. We need the word of God planted deep 
within us. We need to be memorizing scripture. We need to be ready to give an answer again to every man of the reason of the hope that is in us with meekness and with fear. We need to be concerned that people outside of the church who are looking for answers aren't finding them from from people who call themselves Christians. And so they're looking elsewhere for those kinds of answers. Let's look at Luke chapter 4. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Matthew, Mark, Luke. Luke chapter 4. And verse 40, or 22, talking about Christ and talking about what people thought of him. And it says, And all spoke well of him and marveled at the gracious words that were coming from his mouth. And they said, Is not this Joseph's son? They had no clue where this um, wisdom and where this grace was coming from. No clue uh, what to, to really think of him because of the words that he spoke. He, he spoke with one with authority, but one with compassion and one with grace. He didn't speak as the teachers who, who looked down at people, but he, he spoke in such a way that people wanted to hear more. The people that he struggled with the most were the people from within religion. They didn't speak like him. They didn't have that kind of a relationship. People feared them. People looked up to them and people didn't understand them. But Jesus um, made it understandable, the gospel. And Jesus spoke with compassion because in, 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 at least in one other place, he said that, that he looked at them as sheep without a shepherd. And we should do the same. We should look at the people outside of the church and we should prepare ourselves to give them an answer. Look at Ephesians chapter four. We'll look at a couple of scriptures in Ephesians four. First of all, let's look at Ephesians 4.29. Ephesians 4.29 says, let no corrupting talk come out of your mouth, but only such as is good for the building up as fits the occasion that it may give grace to those who hear. We talked from James the other day and how um, salt water and pure water can't come from the same stream. That we need to, to control the trunk, tongue, to bridle the tongue. And how do we do that? We do that by submitting even our speech unto the Lord and ask the Lord to, to, to season our speech. To, to make sure that we're gracious and we're kind and we're loving and we're not looking down at people because um, they don't understand um, spiritual things. Because the Bible says the natural man does not receive the things of God, neither can it, because they are spiritually discerned. And how will we help them if we're not uh, understanding because we're looking at things in the natural and trying to explain? I've heard, I've heard some wild explanations about biblical uh, uh, stuff and, from, and, and scriptures from people who, who've been in the church for a long time. And it's absolutely um, not anywhere near biblical, some of their explanations. But it was passed down to them, was passed down to them, which was passed down to them. We need to, to be biblically literate. Look at Ephesians chapter 4, verse 15. It says, rather speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head into Christ. We speak the truth in love. If we truly love people and truly care about their um, 
their situation. We care about where they will spend eternity. We will speak the truth in love. We will not walk away from situations where we have an opportunity to 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 say something that that might make a difference and say, oh, that, well, that's for the pastors to do. No, no, that's for all of us to do. And then Paul says in, in Colossians 4, back to Colossians, he says, uh, let your speech be seasoned with salt. Seasoned with salt. 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 Uh, was used as a preservative as well as a seasoner. We must put the salt into our speech to make sure it is pure and properly seasoned. We need to wake up every day and ask God for divine appointments, opportunities to plant seeds, opportunities to minister to people, because they're not just outside of the church. If the Bible is true, they're on a collision course with hell. They're enemies of God. God's not their enemy, but they're enemies of God. Why? Because they've chosen to live a life outside in disobedience to the Lord. And some of them, it's all they know. It's passed down generation, generation, generation. They don't see God in creation. And they don't see God in many of us as Christians. They see people who go to church on Sunday but act just like them the rest of the week and it ought not to be so. We talk the same. We have the same filthy, um, uh, corrupted talk. We're, um, we're angry, we're bitter, we're all of these things. I've, I've pastored churches for, for most of my adult life I can tell you that it's sad when I run into some of my people on the uh on the on job sites or around and and I see them and I say who in the world are you? You're not the same person you should you that you are on Sunday. And that is sad. We talk down to people or we talk bad about people or we 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 try to try to make it look like uh oh I just was sharing this because I want you to know how to pray. No, it's gossip and gossip is wrong. And God doesn't God hates gossip. Leviticus in, in Leviticus, you don't have to look there in chapter two, verse thirteen. Salt was added to the sacrifices. The sacrifices that, that were prepared so carefully for the Lord. Um salt was added. It seasoned it. It seasoned the sacrifice. And our words are, and our praise are to be uh, seasoned with salt as a sacrifice to the Lord. Turn to Hebrews chapter 13. Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 15. It says this. Through him then let us continually offer up a sacrifice of praise to God that is the fruit of lips that acknowledge his name. We don't just sing songs in church. We offer up the sacrifice of praise to God that is the fruit of lips that acknowledge his name. The words that come out of our mouth need to be gracious and need to be seasoned with salt. It is unfortunate, Wiersbe goes on to say, when a Christian speaks in a rude or coarse manner, particularly when the unsaved are listening. 
First Peter chapter three, verse 10, uh, 15, I read it earlier. Be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh your reason of the hope that's in you. How should we do that with meekness and with fear? Meekness is the opposite of harshness and fear is the opposite of arrogance. We don't need to be harsh. We don't need to be arrogant in the way we share the gospel. We need to be loving. We need to be kind. We need to have uh, convictions. We need not to compromise. But we must also cultivate a gracious spirit of love. A gracious spirit of love. Remember how Christ looks at us. Remember how he speaks to us. He speaks to us as uh, a shepherd speaks to those sheep who are without a shepherd. He speaks to us with love and kindness because it's who he is. And it's what we need to hear when we need to hear it. How do we, how do we, how do we uh, make sense of that? We make sense of that by knowing this, that the shepherd knows us and the shepherd cares for us. And the shepherd desires more than anything to minister to us, to care for us, to bring about the change in us that needs to happen so that we might have this um, relationship with him. It is, it is out of a heart of thanksgiving that gracious and loving speech comes forward. So how are you in that speech department? How am I in that speech department? I need to grow. I need to grow. And I need to, to prepare when I, when I uh, go into environments where um, mostly people that are outside the church are. And I don't need to go with a big cross dangling around my neck and a huge Bible and a big sign that says, you know, turn or burn. I need to go with love. I need to be gracious and kind. We need to be gracious and kind to one another. I know there are times on this podcast I maybe that I come across harsh and I pray that I don't, but I'm sure I do at times because I'm passionate about what I'm teaching and I care. I want each of us to be ready to give an answer to every man of the reason of the hope that's within us with meekness and with fear. Meekness, which is the opposite of arrogance. And fear, which is this the opposite of this I-know-it-all attitude that I'm just going to pound home the scriptures. So many people have, have been turned off by that. Let's be gracious. Let's be kind. But let's be knowledgeable as well. Because the world is desperately in need of answers. Let me pray for us. In Numbers chapter 6, verse 24, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. God bless you until we talk again.